Coming at you today with an excerpt from The E-Myth, why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it, so we can discuss how your story impacts your whole business. It's episode 73 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools, all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I had a night with my friends once we call the Night of Many Pies. We went to a local bakery, bought a pie each, and feasted for the night. Oh, well, never forget it. Today on the show, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about pies, but mostly it's all in the context of reading a story from this book, this phenomenal book. Maybe you've read it. It's called The E-Myth. Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It by Michael E. Gerber. I mean, there's two million copies of this sold, so you got to get it. If you haven't read it already, you've got to. The main thing that he talks about in the book is how there's really three kind of archetypes. There's three personalities within each of us that start a business. We think that everybody starting a business is automatically an entrepreneur, but he says that's not the case. There's a moment of entrepreneurship. There's a moment where you dream and you see what's possible, and that's what sparks. That's why you start the business. But after that, most of us are merely technicians doing the work, doing the thing that we know that we're gifted at and trying to sell it to people. And if you do that, you get burned out. Look, I'm not going to tell the whole book for you. This isn't a book review, but go and read it. It's phenomenal. It has opened my eyes and helped me go down a much clearer path already in my business. But there's this one section that stands out. And I want to read this for you. I'm straight up going to read a couple of pages for you with some editorial as we go, because I want you to see within this example just how powerful storytelling, understanding your story can be as you build a foundation for your sustainable business going forward. That is what is so clearly highlighted in this section, and you are going to love it. It. I'm telling you, this is exactly the work that I do. This is exactly why I do this work with people. My story coaching method helps people go back and discover their own story so that they go forward and they can, can communicate not only what they do, but structure how they do it in such a way that evokes feelings in their customers and their audience so that they create a long-lasting, impactful connection and grow more sales than ever before. And that's what we're talking about here. So all through this book, okay, the author is talking about, he's telling this this ongoing story about his interaction with Sarah, which is brilliant, by the way. I mean, if you're going to write a business book, don't just spit facts at me, but couch it within this concept of a story going throughout. I care about Sarah, this owner of a pie shop called All About Pies. So yes, the author is showing me all these ideas and concepts, but then playing them out through this conversation that he has with Sarah throughout the book. Okay, so now he's talking about this moment where we need to decide why we do what we do. Then we need to put some strategic objectives to that. 
And within this conversation of strategic objectives, he brings up this concept of feelings. And this is what he says. Starting on page 153, if you got the book, you get the book, then go and flip right to this, but just listen to this. Ask anyone what kind of business they're in, and they'll instinctively respond with the name of the commodity they sell. We're in the computer business, or we're in the hot tub business. Always the commodity, never the product. What's the difference? The commodity is the thing your customer actually walks out with in their hand. The product is what your customer feels as they walk out of your business. What he feels about your business, not what he feels about the commodity. Understanding the difference between the two is what creating a great business is all about. Charles Revson, the founder of Revlon and an extraordinarily successful entrepreneur, once said about his company, in the factory, Revlon manufactures cosmetics, but in the store, Revlon sells hope. The commodity is cosmetics. The product, hope. Okay, taking a break here. Did you catch that? This is about feelings. And this is why people come to me. We're confused on what we're selling. We're confused on why people aren't listening to us. And it's because you're consistently selling a commodity. Even if you're a coach, your commodity is 90-minute sessions. It's moving your business uh, forward. It's this amount of revenue that you can get if you implement these practices within your business, right? It's change your mindset. That's a commodity. But the feeling the product that he says here, the product is the feeling. This is what I'm hammering in with my clients and my work in story coaching is pulling out the feelings. This is what storytelling does. This is why we focus on story because it's about feelings. Yes, it's about movement of of, um, of your title or your job or your experiences, absolutely. But what we really care about is how did you feel throughout? That's what we connect with. That's why it's an emotional connection. And for you to really pull out the emotional power that storytelling has, you have to identify the emotions. So what are the emotions? When we talk about transformation, it's not about going from broke to CEO. It's about going from lost to found. Those are feelings. That's how you felt. And that's what we connect with. So you want this feeling of being found? I can coach you towards that whatever role you're in. You understand? You want this feeling of clarity? I can get you there. When you feel confused, I can get you to clarity. I'm confident in that. Okay, so that's just, that's where we're starting this, all right? So when we talk about feelings, then he shifts back into this story with Sarah. And Sarah... Uh, again, Sarah is this owner of a pie shop. She is being overrun as her pie shop is not succeeding. It's just her in the shop. She's baking pies. She has lost this love for this thing that she used to be so passionate about doing. Her friends said, you're so good at baking pies. You should open a shop. So what did she do? She opened a shop. How many of you listening started a business because of that? Look, I'm talking to myself here. I know I'm good at speaking. I know I'm good at communicating. I know I can help teach that to others. So what did I do? Oh, I started a business helping other people communicate with clarity. Okay? So that's exactly where I'm at right now and shifting this to become something of a business beyond merely the commodity that I offer. What's the product? Well, it's clarity. Okay, now how do I expand that and 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 um, 
and, and grow that reach and scale that beyond me? That's the question here. And so that's what Sarah's dealing with in this moment of the story, and this is her experience. Oh, my goodness, you're going to love this. Okay? She says, Remember how you told me that I didn't think I was entrepreneurial? Well, I suddenly realized that I am, that I've always had an entrepreneurial part in me. That's what you call the entrepreneur. I've always thought of myself. I, was, I have always thought of as my spirit. My spirit, she says, is what my aunt called it. She used to say to me, Sarah, feed your spirit. It is your spirit which gives you life. I remember as a little girl, it was my spirit that always got me into trouble. It was my spirit that my teachers complained about so much. They used to say to my parents, if it weren't for Sarah's spirit, she would be doing much better in school than she does. It was my spirit that would dream when I was in the classroom rather than pay attention to what was going on around me. So side note here. Alex speaking, just recognize that she is drawing back, right? She's going back to this memory. This is what I hear so often. You just snap in, you go, yeah, I remember this. I remember people saying this about me. And we wonder, how is that significant to my business? How is that her spirit significant to her selling pies? This is where it gets good. She goes on. This past week, I realized that I've been doing that putting a fence around my spirit. For a long, long time, my parents taught me how to do it. My teachers taught me how to do it. And like a good little girl, I learned the lesson well. But now the wild horse is free. Now I'm back in the kitchen with my aunt again. Now I really understand what my aunt was doing with me in the kitchen all those years ago. She was teaching me how to bake pies, but she was baking me. She was teaching me about the wild horse, about my spirit, about creativity. What I've come to realize is that I've confused baking good pies with what my aunt was really talking to me about. I thought that baking good pies was it, when it wasn't. It never has been, and it never will be again. So back to my business, she continued. It's clear to me now that what I wish to do is to develop it, grow it, and be free of it to do whatever else it is that I wish to do. Even though right now at this very moment, I couldn't for the life of me tell you what that is. Skip forward a little bit. She closed her eyes for a moment and seemed to gather herself. And then she began to speak softly, as though to herself. I'm a little girl again. When I still had my hiding places, before I lost my spirit, it's summer, and I'm lying in bed looking up at the ceiling in my room, feeling the cool summer breeze floating through the open window. There's nothing I have to do. There's no place I have to be. It's the most wonderful feeling of my life, lying there like this, opening my eyes, closing them, dreaming, smelling the wonderful summer smells, the smell of cut grass, the smell of the water sprinkling on the lawn, the fullness of it. And then I begin to dream. First in colors, nothing spe spe specific, just colors, floating above my head, like crystals and flowers and blossoms of light in glowing colors. And then the colors take form. They're me, and they are, they are something else. I'm walking by the stream that runs across our land, about 500 feet from the house, down where the four oaks stand. We have these four oaks, huge gnarled trees that stand like a miniature forest at the corner of our property. My aunt and I called them Four Oaks as though they were another country. And I used to go there as a little girl and imagine I was in another country. I'm in Four Oaks now, in my mind. As I lie there in my bed, as I used to do time after time, and it's there where my wild horse waited for me. 
He's standing in the center of the four oaks, his body glistening in the shade, black as black can be. I walk up to him and touch his face, and he shudders and pulls away from me. For a moment, we watch each other without moving, and then he's gone. He whirls around and speeds off, his mane and tail streaming out of the trees, through the stream, over the hill on the other side of the stream, and out of sight. I'm suddenly aware of the sweet summer breeze again as it softly touches my face and I'm in bed hugging myself under the covers thrilled to be alive on such a wonderful summer morning when there's nothing at all I have to do but this. Sarah continued, without embarrassment now, fully taken by the picture she was describing. This was her business. This was her idea. And she could see it as clearly as anything. I see my business about seven years from now. She said, there are four locations, the one I have now and three more. She named the three communities adjoining her. The name of the business is the same. There's no need to change that. The business is all about pies, all about the experience of pies my aunt gave me. That's the experience that I wish to give to other people, not only my customers, but the people I hire. I want everyone to know somehow that all about pies is a metaphor for something much finer. Alex speaking here. She goes on to talk about the specific money goals that she has, but then she really fills this in with the richness of this story. Get this. My aunt used to say that one of the problems we have in our lives is that we don't express our caring deeply or often enough. She used to say that when we were in the kitchen cutting the apples or something like that, she'd say, when we cut apples, we're doing something important. And God is giving us something important, not only the apple, which is important enough, but the kitchen and the knife and the company we're giving each other. So when we cut the apples, we need to remember that and hold them just right and slice them into and slice into them with just the appropriate force. Not too much, not too little, she would say. Hold my hand while I cut the apple. Do you feel what I mean? Not too much, not too little. Too much, and you're taken away by the task. Too little, and the apple doesn't get cut. Anyway, in my business, I want to express not too much and not too little. I want the business to be an expression of our caring deeply and often enough. I want the business all about pies to be all about caring, not about pies. And if the business is all about caring, then everything we do in the business, everything the business looks, acts, and feels like, she said to me with a smile, remembering the story from earlier, then everything the business is will be a reflection of that, a reflection of caring. Caring will be the true product of my business, not pies. One more paragraph here. So I see All About Pies as a model for everyone who comes into contact with it. And what's so exciting about that is I know I can do it. My aunt taught me how. I know what it means to care enough about the kitchen to scrub it down until it gleams. I know what it means to care enough about the knives to sharpen them until they're razor keen. I know what it means to select the finest fruit, to spend time smelling it, holding it, looking at it, to know exactly when it's ready, to make absolutely certain of that. My aunt planted her own garden, her own trees, and we would see only the best of organic fertilizers were used. And so I know that All About Pies needs to grow its own fruit in its own gardens, and that's something I just realized this week. So I now feel certain that in order for All About Pies to become what I can imagine it to become, it won't be enough for my employees to just work in the shop. They need to learn everything just as I did when I was a girl working with my aunt. All About Pies will be to them what my aunt was 
to me. I mean, if you don't see it now, I don't know what else to say. This is how your story impacts your whole business. When you go back like Sarah did and see and feel what you felt back then, and you realize that it's been lost, something was lost along the way, and you're just coming back to it now, you have an opportunity to create with your business these feelings that you felt back then when you were so natural before anything got in the way. And you can do that in your business and deliver that experience to people so that they can feel the same way. I remember once feeling so clear about who I was and what I was supposed to do. Put me on the stage. I feel free and alive there. Something got in the way of that. Some pressure to, per, to, to persuade an audience. Some pressure to get their applause, to get their approval. And it confused me to no end. And now I'm showing up speaking purely from my heart, from what inspires me and what I can do so easily. And with that kind of clarity, I'm showing up and creating as much clarity as I possibly can in every level of my business so that you also feel clear. And as I hire employees, they are going to feel clear on what their role is, and I will seek to dispel confusion at every roadblock, at every moment along the way, so that I can create a clear business with a clear vision, a clear plan, so that you ultimately will feel clear in your vision, mission, plan, message, and you will make the impact that you are here to make. That's how I pull my story out. This is how Sarah has pulled her story out and will build a business based upon that. And I know that it's possible for you too. When you discover what is true about who you were, how you felt, then you can build a business based on creating that feeling and how you feel now after all these years of experience leading into this, to build something that will make an impact that is so unique to who you are that will change this world. Use your story, discover your story, and share that story to no end because when you share your story, you shape this world. That is how your story impacts your whole business. Now let's talk about that. Give me a call. Hit me up on Instagram. Let's start a conversation to get your story out here. Because if you are confused in any way about what your business is, your plan, your mission going forward, let's start with your story. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street. And we, oh, we're just getting started. Thank you so much for listening.